Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you again this morning, and we're very thankful that you've had a chance to tune in with us, and we pray that the Lord will bless our time together this week as well as every week. We hope that you'll tune in again at this time, whether it be on the radio or through a internet platform or on a podcast. We would love to know if you listen to us. Go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com. You can find our contact information there. Please contact us with with any questions and if we can help you in any way. If you are in the North Mississippi area, we would love to have you come out and worship with us at Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and also Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. Both of our churches meet on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for public worship, and we also meet on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. in Starkville, Mississippi, using the New Covenant Church building on West Garrett Road. So come out and see us on Wednesday nights as well in Starkville if you have the ability. This morning we'd like to continue a series on Jesus Christ in the law that we have been considering. And this morning we want to focus on the Sabbath day and consider the Old Testament application of that and see the fulfillment of our Sabbath, our rest in Jesus Christ and the transition from the Sabbath day to worship on the first day of the week, on the Lord's Day, in commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we hope to be able to consider that this morning and hope it'll be a blessing to you. Please stay tuned here on the program today. He's gone, the spotless soul is gone, triumphant to his place above. The prison walls are broken down, the angels speed his swift remove. And shouting on their wings he flies, and goes to rest in paradise. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb of God. Glory, glory, let us sing grateful honors to our King. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb of God. Saved by the merit of his Lord, glory and praise to Christ he gives. He now enjoys the full reward, the joys of heaven he now receives. The life he lived while here below is proof that he's at rest, we know. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb of God. Glory, glory, let us sing grateful honors to our King. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb of God. 
Good morning, and thank you again for staying tuned to the Gospel of Grace here with us today. During my time on the program, we've been trying to consider Jesus Christ in the Mosaic Law and the pictures of the Messiah, the pictures of Christ that we have given for us in the Law in the Old Testament. Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. John chapter 5 and then verse 39 has been our theme in looking at this. So today we would like to look at the Sabbath day. In Exodus chapter 20, we have the Ten Commandments that are given to us. And the fourth of those commandments is to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but on the seventh day it is a Sabbath of the Lord thy God, and they were commanded to not do any work, not themselves or their servants or any livestock. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So the Old Testament Israelites were commanded following the pattern of God who in creation worked and created for six days and then he rested on the seventh day. Not that God needed a rest, but he set a pattern for us because us physically as humans, we need that day of rest. And we are just in such a different environment today in American culture where we have a five-day work week and a lot of us or like myself that have an office job that are not doing physical labor. But if you were just having to go out and take care of your crops and take care of your livestock just to make ends meet, then for your own health, you need to take one break one day out of seven. I mean, if you just work seven days a week from sunup to sundown, then you're going to die early, right? So in this day where they had to work so hard just to make ends meet, he said, look, you need to take a break. One day out of seven, you need to take a break. And when you do that, when you take that, that break, that was not just a suggestion, it was commandment. When you take that break, then you need to sanctify that seventh day. You need to physically rest, but you need to meditate on the Lord's blessings in your life. Remember and honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And it really is amazing how seriously they took this Sabbath in the Old Testament, how serious God was about the Sabbath day. It says in the Exodus 31 rendering of this commandment that if anyone does not obey the Sabbath, does not observe the Sabbath, that they would be cut off from the people. They would be killed. They would be killed for not observing the Sabbath day. And we see this played out in Numbers chapter 15 and just how seriously the Lord takes the Sabbath day. Numbers chapter 15 in verses 32 through 36, we find somebody who's just picking up sticks. I mean, that sounds reasonable from our perspective. I mean, I'm not doing anything horrible. I'm just picking up some sticks. Well, there was someone that was found that was gathering sticks on the Sabbath day, and they put him to death. The whole congregation, this is not just Moses being overly legalistic. This is the whole congregation of Israel stoning him together because he picked up sticks on the Sabbath day. So it's just amazing how seriously the Lord took this, that not just do you need to rest, 
breath and it's good prescription and a good advice, but a commandment that you observe the rest on the Sabbath day. And if you disobey that, then it was the obligation of God's people in the Old Testament to put you to death for that, even for picking up sticks. And as we said, this pattern is set by God as he created all of the world and all the animals and man on the sixth day. He worked in creation for six days and then on the seventh day he rested and set the pattern for us for rest. So we have this commandment for them to observe and sanctify the Sabbath day that is the seventh day of the week that would be our Saturday. And then we fast forward to the New Testament. And as we look at the Ten Commandments and we compare them to the New Testament, you will find that each of those Ten Commandments, all except for the Fourth Commandment, to remember the Sabbath day, all of those commandments are reiterated in the New Testament. Obviously, the Lord affirms that thou shalt have no other gods before him, no graven images, don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. We're told in the New Testament to honor our father and mother, to not kill, to not commit adultery, to not steal, to not lie and bear false witness, and certainly not to covet. But as you examine the New Testament, you will find that the fourth commandment, to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy, you will find that that is not reiterated in the New Testament. So the question then becomes, are we obligated on the seventh day of the week to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? There are some people that are known as Seventh-day Adventists that they still observe the Sabbath day. They worship on Saturday, the seventh day of the week, and then on Sunday, it's a regular day of the week. There's nothing sanctified about Sunday, but they worship on the seventh day of the week, trying to observe the Old Testament Sabbath. Now, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that I didn't come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill the law. We are considering so much of that together that so much of the law is pointing toward Christ, pointing toward the fulfillment of this law in Jesus Christ. And certainly that's true of the Sabbath day as well. So the Sabbath was appropriate for Jews in the Old Testament, but we find that it wasn't intended to be a perpetual commandment. We don't see that reiterated in the New Testament that the Lord says on the, on the seventh day of the week that you don't need to do any physical labor. Instead, we see a transition. We see that in the Old Testament, the law of the Sabbath was fulfilled. It was fulfilled in Jesus Christ because the Sabbath was given for our rest. It's a day of rest. And now here in the New Testament kingdom, we have every day being a day of rest because Jesus Christ is our rest. We'll look at that from Hebrews chapter four. But we have this transition of the Old Testament. You have this focus on the seventh day of the week that you observe it and you keep it. But then we don't find that the early New Testament church was meeting on the seventh day of the week. Instead, the early New Testament church was meeting on the first day of the week in commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So is the Old Testament commandment to remember the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week, to keep it holy, are we still bound to observe that seventh day of the week and on Saturday to do no physical labor? Well, I believe that that 
commandment for the Old Testament, Jews, was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And you have this transition of a fulfillment of an Old Testament commandment that was good and appropriate and right during its time and during its context, but then it comes to its natural conclusion in fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And now you have a New Testament command that takes its place. And we see that in so many different instances that you have this Old Testament practice, this Old Testament law that was appropriate for the Jews, but then that was fulfilled, and now you have this transition from this Old Testament law to now this new commandment, this New Testament that has a new focus in the New Testament kingdom. So what we find is that the early New Testament church did not meet on the seventh day of the week on Saturday. We find that the early New Testament church met on the first day of the week on Sunday in commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's why we meet for worship on the first day of the week now in the New Testament church, right? Is because that's the pattern of the original church, that they wanted to have a day that was sanctified and it's good to have a day of rest, but that day is no longer the seventh day of the week. It's now the first day of the week in commemoration and focus on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I think about this every time that Easter rolls around that every single Sunday, every single first day of the week, every single Lord's Day that we meet for worship is supposed to be a commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I find that every Easter, I find that I've been very negligent to, first of all, myself be mindful of that, but second of all, to instruct my congregation in that. The reason why we meet on the first day of the week and not the seventh Sabbath is because every single Sunday is an Easter Sunday, right? Every single Sunday is a commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that's why the original church met on the first day of the week instead of the seventh day of the week on the Sabbath. Now, there are certain principles of the Sabbath that are very good for us to apply in the New Testament as we meet on the first day of the week, right? If you are working from can to can, you're working from sun up to sundown, especially those of you that are still farmers or in agriculture that don't have a typical kind of five-day work week like, like I typically have, then you need a break, right? You, you don't need to work physically seven days a week because you're just going to wear yourself out and probably die early. But is it wrong to work on the Lord's Day? Is it wrong to work on Sunday? Well, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily wrong to perform tasks. Obviously, we can pick up sticks, right? Praise God. <laughs> we can pick up sticks on the Sabbath day. We can pick up sticks on the Lord's day. We can mow our yard if we need to. You can perform your duties of your profession if you need to. There are times in my profession that I need to complete certain tasks on a Sunday, and there's no prohibition of me doing that. But there are principles of the Sabbath that we can certainly keep in mind in the New Testament on having a day that's consecrated to the Lord, which is the first day of the week, right? We need to have a day where we take a break from all the things of the world, right? We need to physically rest, and that's important for your physical health. But you need to take a day to sanctify in your mind. You need to take a day to sanctify and go up to the house of the Lord for worship. That's the pattern. That's the pattern for us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We need to have a day that is sanctified unto the Lord. And to the best of my ability, I don't need to do unnecessary work during that day. Now, if you have a profession that you have 
have to consistently work on a Sunday and you're a member of the Lord's Church and you're not able to assemble for public worship, then I would kindly and lovingly encourage you to seek another job and seek another profession. Now, I'm not going to tell you if you're a cop, you can't be a cop. If you're a firefighter, you can't be a firefighter. I understand that every circumstance is different. But if you have a profession where you have to consistently, not occasionally, but consistently miss public worship on the first day of the week, then you need to consider a new job. You need to seek the kingdom of God first and foremost. You need to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together because you should have a day of physical rest for you to consecrate, to meditate on the Lord's blessings in your life, but primarily to meditate on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? That's why we meet on the first day of the week, to remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ And we need a day to meditate on that because we get so distracted. And that's why so much of the New Testament says we need to have our pure mind stirred up by way of remembrance, right? We need to be reminded of what we already know. So therefore, we need a day to meditate and reflect on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's not wrong for you to work on a Sunday, but if you are working consistently on a Sunday where you're not able to assemble for public worship, then you need to choose a different career path, okay? Because the first day of the week should be a day that's consecrated for our rest, for our refreshment, for our sanctification, so that we can assemble with the saints and meditate upon what Christ has done for us in the resurrection and in saving us from our sins. So we fast forward to the New Testament and we find that those Jews in that day, especially the Pharisees and the scribes, they had created their own little idol out of the Sabbath, right? Jesus tells them in Mark chapter 2, listen, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. These Pharisees had taken something that was good and wholesome and you need to rest and you need to meditate, you need to sanctify that day to reflect on the Lord's blessings in your life and to worship him. They took that and they used that as a weapon. They used that to afflict God's people and to persecute God's people. And then you have the Son of God showing up here in the world and he's doing miracles on the Sabbath day. He's healing people of blindness and lameness and he's healing all these people and he's doing it on the Sabbath day. And the Pharisees are so warped in their thinking that they say, how dare you do good on the Sabbath day, right? How dare you go and heal somebody on the Sabbath day? And Jesus said, listen, you guys have missed the whole boat. The purpose of the Sabbath was not for you to create this yoke of bondage that you can put on people's necks and control them, right? The purpose of the Sabbath was to give people a physical rest and to sanctify a day to meditate on the Lord's blessings in your life and to go for public worship, right? That was the purpose of the Sabbath. And Jesus tells them as they're saying, how dare you heal on the Sabbath day? How how dare you impact somebody's life for the better on the Sabbath day? He said, listen, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. God rested on the Sabbath day, not because he had to, but because he set a pattern for his people to rest and refresh and meditate upon the blessings of the past week. Just as God reflected on the blessings of creation in in those last six days, right? So God set that pattern as a benefit to man, 
But man was not made for the Sabbath. So the Sabbath was not given to be a weapon to afflict and persecute God's people and to bring them under bondage. And then, of course, we just think about the total hypocrisy of these whited sepulchre Pharisees that they had created this idea we find from Jewish literature of a Sabbath day's journey. We see a couple of references to that in the Gospels. So, number one, these, these Pharisees were all about imposing rules upon other people that didn't apply to them, right? So they said, well, you know what? I've got some traveling I need to do this week, and I don't necessarily want to just sit at home all day on Saturday. You know, I think it's okay for us to go a certain length, a Sabbath day's journey. And I can't remember what that length is. I've got that in my notes somewhere, but it's okay for us to go a certain length. Well, no, it's not okay for you to go a certain length. No, it's okay for you to rest. And it's wrong for you to have this amalgam and this editing of the Lord's commandment. And that's what they've done. And then Jesus said, listen, even you, you hypocritical Pharisees that are trying to tell me it's wrong to heal on the Sabbath day. He said, even you, if you have a sheep or an ox or an ass that got in a ditch on the Sabbath day, then even you would get him out. Now, a lot of people have misinterpreted or misused what Jesus said about the ox in the ditch on the Sabbath day to apply it today to make excuses. Well, you know, I wasn't able to be at church today. My ox was in the ditch. Well, you know, it's a reality that there are some times that we are physically sick. Listen, if you're running a temperature, if you have the flu, if you just had surgery or something, you don't need to go to church. Rest up. I tell my people at Macedonia all the time, if you're sick, I don't want you here. We'll pray for you from afar. If you're sick, stay home. Sometimes you have car trouble. Sometimes you have unforeseen circumstance. And that's what he's saying about the ox in the ditch. He's not saying that every single Sunday or every other Sunday, your ox is in the ditch. No, this is something that happens once or twice a year, right? You get sick. You have some obligation that comes up that was not expected that you have to miss public worship. And the Lord understands that. But listen, your ox should not be in the ditch every week, right? That's clear. Your ox should not be in the ditch every week. This is an occasional thing. And he's not giving, I think this has been used, I think this passage has been used as an excuse that this is a permissible excuse for me to not show up to church. Well, that's not what Jesus is saying. <laughs> Actually, he's condemning the Pharisees for their hypocrisy. You're saying it's wrong for me to do good on the Sabbath day, but even you are willing to save your ox if he gets in the ditch on the Sabbath day. And when I say the ox is in the ditch, that's a lot bigger deal than probably we realize. The ox is how they plowed their fields. This is their profession, how they provide for their family. So the ox in the ditch is not necessarily your cat is sick. Okay, what this is saying is that your livelihood by which you provide for your family, if this ox dies, then that's going to cost me in that time thousands of dollars. My, if this ox stays in the ditch and he dies, I'm losing thousands of dollars and I can't provide for my family for plowing my fields. So he's saying, look, if you have something that is a pressing need, that the means by which you provide for your family, you have to go and take care of that on occasion, then any reasonable person would say, yeah, go take care of that. But there's a problem when people use the excuse that their ox is in the ditch every other week, right? 
No, this is a couple times a year situation that we get sick. We have some crisis at work that's unexpected and we have to deal with it on a Sunday. But the purpose of the Sabbath was never to use as a weapon. And that's what the Pharisees were doing by the time that Jesus' day rolled around. They were trying to control and oppress the people by using the Sabbath day against them. And actually, most of the time in the New Testament, we said that the observance to remember the Sabbath is not reiterated in the New Testament. Actually, most of the time that a Sabbath is referenced in the New Testament, it has a negative connotation because you have these Jews that were trying to hold on to the law, these Jews that were trying to commingle the law to the New Testament kingdom, and they were trying to be pretty high and mighty and prideful of the Gentiles who didn't have those attachments. So most of the time, the Sabbath day is kind of condemned in the New Testament. We find some of this vibe in Romans chapter 14. He says, look, one man esteemeth one day above another day, and another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. There's some Jews that felt like they were holier than thou because they were still observing their variation of the Sabbath, but the Gentiles didn't feel that burden. And he said, look, verse six, he that regardeth the day regardeth to the Lord, but he that regardeth not the day regarded to the Lord. And then we also find here in Colossians puts the Sabbath day and these other feast days and holy days and such, it puts them in the right frame, in the right context. Colossians chapter two, verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of new moons or of Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come but the bodies of Christ. He said, listen, the purpose of the Sabbath was always to point you to Jesus Christ. The Sabbath was not a eternal perpetual commandment in and of itself. It was to point you toward the rest that we have in Jesus Christ. There were a shadow of things to come to point us to Jesus, which is the whole point of why we're trying to consider this topic and this subject together is to see the things in the law that are pointing us toward Jesus Christ. So understand the Sabbath was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is our rest. He is our rest. In Hebrews chapter 4, we won't take the time to read it, but this context is really building all the way in Hebrews chapter 3, talking about the Jews in the Old Testament and how they hardened their hearts and they did not enter into rest, did not enter into the rest of the promised land because of unbelief. So we'll just kind of cut to the chase right here. Again, very good lessons about entering into rest, entering into their Sabbath, so to say, and very good lessons all throughout Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, but we'll go ahead and just jump to the crux of the matter as we close out today. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse 8, if Jesus had given them rest, then he would not have afterwards spoken up another day. So if your rest was solely supposed to be in a physical day of the week, then he wouldn't have been prophesying of another day. And he says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And what he's saying there is that Jesus Christ is our Sabbath, right? Jesus is our rest. So you need to, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? I'm your Sabbath. 
I'm your Sabbath. I'm your rest. And there's principles of the Sabbath, as we've discussed, that are applicable and can be beneficial on the first day of the week, on the Lord's Day, on Sunday. But Jesus Christ is our rest. Jesus Christ was our fulfillment of the Sabbath day. And we can not be afraid of the legalistic bondage of, man, I can't pick up sticks on one day of the week. No, we can rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is our Sabbath, that Jesus is the fulfillment of our Sabbath rest. And we sure are thankful for that here in the New Testament kingdom. We hope these thoughts have been a blessing to you. If that's the case, we give God the praise and the glory for that. Tune in with us again next week as we continue to spend time together in God's Word. And until then, we pray the Lord will richly bless you on this Lord's Day. God bless. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.